It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson show. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. My friends we were made for this moment. Thank you to the team I work with, producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, and all the people here at Echo and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday to you, producer Steve. Terrific Tuesday, March the 7th. Hard to believe we're, we're marching right through March as fast as time is going. And Important your, information. Your favorite that? weekend's coming up. Time change weekend. I like the fall back. The spring forward is not my favorite. <laughs> you and how many millions of others? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. Uh, don't We won't even go there. Oh, my gosh. Um Great show planned for you today. Um, in the second segment of this first show, we're going to be talking with Greg Lopez. Uh, as you know, he ran for governor on the um, one, one of the Republican candidates for governor. Uh, and he is concerned about some transparency regarding a special district out in El- Elbert County. And as we are looking at all the debt that has been incurred by these special districts, it's a really important conversation to have. Transparency is so important. So we'll talk with him about that in the second segment. Our featured guest in this first hour is Lauren Fix, and that is always a fasten-your-seatbelt conversation. She is the car coach, and you won't want to miss that. And then... A friend of mine down in Arizona had sent me these articles regarding um, some pieces that uh, a reporter Corinne Murdoch has done. She's a reporter with the Arizona Free News, and she is doing some deep, deep dives into what's happening in Arizona elections. And we'll talk with her about her first piece on that. It's called The Left's Secret Infrastructure to Flip Arizona Blue. And I think it's very relevant to what happened in Colorado. I think they're trying, attempting to do in Arizona what happened in Colorado. And there was a name, as I read the article, that I found very interesting. Do you know, do you recall the name Merle Chambers by any chance, Steve? It rings a bell, but I don't know yeah, why. Very, very active. Um, I want to say in the 90s here in, and I think it was a developer here in Colorado, and her name popped up in these articles. And so I want to talk to Corinne Murdoch about that as well. So that's going to be super interesting. Regarding uh, the text line 720-605-0647, we're getting to a point where we may have to do two segments at least I, I've got to figure that out because I've got so many great comments and then we get the great callers and I, I want to get all this. So my friends, keep those those texts coming because they're so important and you're giving me great ideas. But I've got to figure out how to manage that just a little bit better, Steve. Well, the solution is simple. You need a third hour. Oh, 
Oh, my gosh. You know how much work. When we went from one hour to two hours, it wasn't just double the work. It was much more. And I love I love it all. But right now, three hours would seem a bit daunting to me, Steve. Well, it's, so, uh, the evolution of these things is amazing because, yeah, it, when we took on, we went to two hours. But we learned how to adapt, and it, it all became routine. So now we come back and well, say, I well, guess. oh, well, let's think about a third hour. And, you know, we're, we're absolutely crazy. <laughs> okay, we'll just put that over on the the, the, the back burner for right now. Uh, let's get to our quote for today. And this is so relevant with what is happening with elections. Um, as 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 we look at these elections, I say that we are in this battle of ideas. And we are. We're in this battle of liberty, responsible exercise of freedom, or socialism, communism, Marxism. And that is the battle of ideas that we're in. And we see <clears throat> those that are trying to censor voices on ideas. I've always thought on freedom of speech, I'd like to err on the side of, 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 of liberty. Now, that means, and liberty is responsible exercise of freedom. I mean, we're getting over here with uh, social media. I mean, there's all kinds of nasty things that can happen re- regarding freedom of speech. And, and and hurting children, all those things, that, that's not okay. But but to really clamp down on speech is a real problem as well. So we need to be responsible in our, our exercise of our liberty. That doesn't mean we go out and try to hurt people, but yet we have to, we have to, um, sometimes we say things that are hurtful because there are things that are going on that's wrong. And if we bring that up and it hurts somebody's feelings, Sorry, but we still need to have the freedom of speech to say it. But now here in Colorado, there's five terrible gun bills. And um, one of our listeners wanted to know what all those terrible bills are. So hold on. I think I can give those to you. The first four are House Bill 23-1219. The second one is Senate Bill 23-168. Senate Bill 23-169. Senate Bill 170, and the last one was the one that we had yesterday. I'll get that for you in the break. But I decided to go to our quote for today to Joseph Stalin. And if this does not stop you in your tracks with what is happening in Colorado, then I'm then there's 20% of the people that probably won't. This will not stop them in their tracks, but everybody else needs to go, wait a minute. Joseph Stalin was born in 1878. He died in 1953. He was the Secretary General of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, 1922 to 1953, and Premier of the Soviet State, 1941 to 1953. And he, for a quarter of a century, dictatorially ruled the Soviet Union. And he said this, Ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns. Why should we let them have ideas? That is pretty relevant right now, Steve, to what is happening in Colorado. And Colorado is truly at the tip of the spear on this. I was reading this and pondering it when you connected in because you're, you're not here. It's a studio. And my first thought was that, that's got a, a, an intonation hanging over it. It's evil. Not, it is evil. We, were you, you, you're going to intrude so heavily in the people's lives that they can't even have ideas? Well, that's where we're at. I mean, take a look. And this started, remember the self-censorship when when in polite company, 
They said, oh, we don't talk about politics or religion. All the while, these cultural Marxists were talking about politics and religion and moving that agenda forward. And you see that playing out at the state house here in Colorado. And so, again, my friends, with these uh, these gun bills that have been introduced um, here in Colorado as an assault on the Second Amendment, and the Second Amendment stands be- behind the First Amendment to protect the First Amendment, our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion, all of those important freedoms. And again, Joseph Stalin said, ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns. Why would we let them have ideas? And um, I did hear from a listener here. Mark said, manage texts by having a call in at the end of both hours. Oh, that's a good idea. We may have to adjust that. That... That would change things just a little bit, but I like, he's such a thoughtful listener. I so appreciate that, Mark. Thank you. Um, let's get over here to the next thing, the bill of the day. And this is House Bill 1210. And it is carbon management. And uh, we actually rated this bill. This bill is being heard in committee. And we didn't rate this bill, excuse me. We took a position on this bill from the Colorado Union of Taxpayers. Uh, and we recommend a no vote on this, carbon management. And this is the comments that we posted. Carbon dioxide is plant food. Steve, I think most eighth graders, at least they used to learn that, that carbon dioxide is plant food. And the rainforests and humans flourish when the earth has more CO2. And we we can we have the actual proof documentation, and you will see that in the documentary that I narrated Thank you to Walton, Ramey Johnson for their their vision on this. It's called a climate conversation. We'll be rolling that out very soon. It says, and the experts have said, the earth flourishes when it's a little bit warmer. Uh, I'm in western Wyoming right now, and it's zero degrees. And you can't get much as much done at zero degrees, particularly if you don't have fossil fuels, uh, as you could if it was 65. So then I went on, or went on to, on these comments and said, the real question is why would PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties want to regulate plant food? Well, you know what? You can almost relate that back to Stalin's quote. If people are, have thoughts, if they can protect themselves, and, um, if they have the, uh, energy to be able to go after their hopes and dreams, then they cannot be controlled. So, and this is um, this was proposed by let's see, Representative Dixon and Senator Hansen, who is, and I think Hansen is running for Denver mayor. Yes, he and is. Denver's in Denver's in the toilet. Uh, and uh, if uh, you continue with this, these kinds of policies, Denver's going to get flushed down the toilet. And this is not the city that I loved when I moved here. It is dirty and uh, homeless, homeless everywhere. People that are making money off the tragedy of people being down on their luck or having mental illness. Instead of helping them, they're sticking them on corners with signs. And I think that I think the reason is is to continue to to pull at people's heartstrings to see the tragedy of this the homeless uh, in our community. <clears throat> and uh, and we had uh, I had the um, executive director of Step Thirteen, which is a great or Denver. I guess it's Step Denver now. Uh, and it is uh, a program that doesn't take government money that helps uh, men that are on the streets get off the streets and get jobs and get their lives turned around. And it is possible to do that. 
but all these people that are living off of this tragedy of the homeless uh, are making money on it. And Denver just said, Patty had this on the um, headlines, it's a little ways down there, that Denver has just... um, decided to spend another $17.8 million on the homeless. So you can see the homelessness industrial complex is not about solving this problem. It's about people that are making money off the tragedy of uh, the homeless in our community. And as long as there's more, continue to be more money thrown at this, these people will never solve the problem because their gravy train of money will be gone, Steve. I forget who, I, again, I listen to too many things throughout the day, and they, <laughs> the next day it's all kind of a mash, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who, who said what. But, you know, the reference to uh, Hickenlooper's, I'm going to stop homelessness in 10 years, right. and it's now, it's been 20 years since he said it. Right. So. Right. And it's, it, it has exploded. So they say one thing, the thing that people would like to have done, and that is, is to solve this, this issue in our community. But once you get government involved and all these interested parties and the bureaucrats that are all making money off of this, there's no compassion in what's happening there, but people are making a lot of money. A um, couple of other things. Oh, actually, we'll, we'll talk about, um, Carrie Lake. Her, uh, she's taking her, governor's race to the Supreme Court in Arizona. That's that's going to be interesting. We'll talk with Corinne about that. Uh, Dick Wadhams, I do just want to re-mention this because um, he was recently in Colorado politics and he said that uh, that that these people would not be able to... No, okay, so we have six people that are running for Colorado State Chair. Uh, many grassroots candidates who uh, look at Colorado say we're in trouble, and and he, uh, these this is so crazy. These Republican operative consultant strategists that are making money, they're milking donors, they are mil- they're padding their pockets, and they're losing elections. They look at these these uh, six that are running for Colorado state chair. He calls them disasters, which I think is just really um it's not it's not engaging in, in, in any battle of ideas and uh he implies that the republican operative consultants have been winning elections uh have you taken a look at the state house the governorship uh, the congressional races um have you taken a look at how successful they've been on that i mean come on I, uh, i'd ask him to, to name that. name one you you've been winning races uh, tell me about it i, I want to know more he did a long time ago. And then one other thing, a uh, listener reached out, and then Patty has this on the high headline as well, and that is that there is a satanic club that is starting in, this is the first one in Colorado. It's an after-school club. It's the satanic club. And I got to get, you know what, I may talk about this in the second uh, hour, but... Uh, they say one thing and they're doing another, just like Satan, who is the, the great deceiver. And parents need to be aware of this. And, uh, you know, I know in a way this is taking freedom of speech that we have in America and using it to push an evil agenda. So we need to talk about this. Uh, and we need to make sure that parents are aware of what is going on. And again, I'll talk about it a little bit later because I want to get over here to Greg Lopez. Um, on that so we'll we'll, it's just be aware and we need to um we need to i guess what we need to do is nobody should show up and if nobody shows up then the club will not continue so that's important that nobody shows up to to that particular club and so i think that's 
you know, that's what we'll, I think that I'll, I want to hear from all of you. You can text us at 720-605-0647. We have these important conversations because of great sponsors and Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance team wants you to feel safe and well served to understand your insurance coverage and know that their office will respond to your call or text 24 hours a day. For that 24 hour peace of mind, call Roger Mangan at 303-795-8855. Like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. Great news. I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. No matter how you define it, inflation is out of control. Increasing prices at the gas pump and grocery stores are hurting everyday people. All these challenges we face are preventable. Individuals must understand what is going on and who is responsible. That is why Kim Munson is bringing truth and clarity to the issues facing our families, our communities, our state, and our country. Now more than ever, it's important to support Kim's independent voice. She has the courage to research and inform you about the real issues. It's not easy, and Kim could use your help. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute. Again, help Kim by contributing at KimMunson.com. That's M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. We get to have these conversations because of great sponsors. Another great sponsor is Hooters Restaurants. Uh, they're sponsors of both the Kim Munson Show and America's Veterans stories. Uh, they have five locations, Loveland, Aurora, Lone Tree, Westminster, and Colorado Springs. They have all kinds of specials Monday through Friday for lunch or for dinner. And March Madness is right around the corner. So great place to watch the games at Hooters restaurants. They became partners of my show. We, we got to know each other. Uh, and it's an interesting story about freedom and free markets and capitalism. And you can find that at my website. I'm pleased to have on the line with me, Greg Lopez. He was a candidate for uh, governor on the, uh, um, one of the contenders on the Republican side. And uh, he's brought something to my attention, uh, and that is regarding transparency regarding special districts. And special districts have been used in Colorado for many, many years to uh, create, uh, to build housing developments, to put in the infrastructure, which seems like a good idea. But there's a lot of debt that is out there on that. In fact, um, there was an article in Strong Towns that said in Castle Rock, there's a combined debt of about $943 million. And ultimately, that falls on the homeowners. And so transparency in this pro- uh, process is so important. Greg Lopez, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Kim. How are you doing? Good. Uh, special districts have been a tool 
to um, to build homes for people. And so, as you know, I like home ownership, but it's important that people know what's going on and there's a transparent uh, process in this, right, Greg? There is, you know, and you're absolutely correct, Kim. One of the biggest challenges, I think, you know, that homeowners are facing is that, you know, when they buy a home, they get so excited about just being a homeowner that they don't slow down to ask good questions as it pertains to, is there a metro district in this development or is there not? And then more importantly, sometimes when there's new development, uh, the developers, it's always interesting how the developers get approvals and then within eight months to a year, they decide that they want to build more homes than what they were originally authorized to do. And so they go back to the counties or the cities and they ask for an amendment to their approvals. And oftentimes it also includes establishing either new metro districts or modifying the debt of the metro district. And the thing that really is concerning is that oftentimes they don't even notice the residents that are living there, that they're about to increase the debt that that district has. Now, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, you must live within the boundaries of the district, but it's only those people that live in the boundaries that get to pay back the debt. And I'm watching this uh, unfold here in Elbert County, and it's really concerning that uh, sometimes I believe even the staff of the county or the commissioners themselves truly don't fully understand metro districts. Well, I think that's true. It is. You know, and, and I've been trying to, as you know, you mentioned, I did run for governor, and this is one of the things that was very concerning to me. But more importantly, when I was mayor in Parker, uh, I really got exposed to metro districts and the debts and how they operate. Uh, as a city manager at the same time, I had to deal with these on a day-to-day basis. Just to give you an idea, out here in Elbert County, um, there is a developer that received approval for uh, 900 homes. That was about a, uh, maybe about four years ago. Well, now they want to build 1,400 homes and do commercial, but they want more of the authority to, to do more metro districts, and they have yet to properly properly notice the property and that is wrong because the residents are not aware that what they're looking to do is incur another 90 million dollars of debt that they're going to put on to these 900 homes or 1400 homes whatever it may be and and the thing that Kim that people don't understand is that these are kind of like they call them quasi governmental entities so these are like little governments that have their own people that vote, and they vote whether they're going to incur debt or not. And this is how they get around Tabor. They don't have to go out to the community to get approval. It's an internal, and usually it's only five people, and it's developer, their friends, some of their family members that decide that this is how they're going to issue the debt. And so out here in Elbert County, for example, they're looking to incur another $90 million dollars onto this property so that they can build roads and water lines and those types of things. But the people are the ones that are going to be paying it back. 
So from many, many years ago, <clears throat> I was in the investment business, and I remember these special district uh, bonds that would be, so in essence, many times the special district would issue bonds in the financial markets, <clears throat> and people would buy those bonds, so then, then that money would go to the developer, as you mentioned, to build the roads and the, the water infrastructure, which all seems like a good idea. The key is, and I think this is what you're you're, you're talking about, is that debt load, what is that actually going to be per home? Because ultimately, uh, who will be responsible for it? And it's I, my understanding, unless it's changed, is that is almost like a first lien on your property uh, to pay to pay that off. And people don't realize that there's that looming debt out there. And it's almost a first lien. So if you then would go to sell your home, if for some reason there had been... Um, you know, a, a a big assessment. It could be a real problem for people, and that's why the the whole process needs to be transparent, Greg. That's absolutely correct, Kim. And this is where, again, just to give you an idea, and, I, and I'm focused on this one because it's going through the process here in Albert County as we speak. And so, this metro district, the the five people that are running it, which is a developer, and some of his consultants are looking to incur, like I said, $90 million. And they have the authority to increase the mill levy up to 74 mills, additional to what the, the county already puts in place. So they can literally double the taxes for these individuals that are living here, that are going to buy property within that district. And that's the transparency. Look, I have my own opinion about whether metro districts are good, bad. They can be a good vehicle, but sometimes they get abused and they use them for the wrong things. But the most important thing is we, the people, should know what is happening to our quality of life, what decisions are being made that are going to impact our livelihood uh, so that we can be informed as to whether we want to live in this community or not. You know, to get a tax bill, all of a sudden it increases. It's kind of like, you know, what people are experiencing with their electric bill. All of a sudden it just doubles. And nobody knows why it's doubling, but it's just doubling. And you're you're responsible for paying it. Well, the thing with this metro districts is that, like you said, you could literally use, lose your house. And this is something that, you know, most homeowners are not aware of. And it's just a very simple uh, prospect to say we must figure out a way where we ensure that the people that live in this community understand what is about to happen when it bases when it's based on increasing the debt and to your point this debt that is done by these little uh, governments quasi uh, governmental entities which are metro districts they impact the ability for the county if they ever want to go out and issue debt like you said the financial markets look at how much burden does that county have in debt, and can they pay us back? And so it does have an impact on the entire county. Well, and one other thing, Greg, I want to mention, because you you know, I love people being able to own their own homes. Uh, I think that it's it's uh, it creates wealth uh, for people over the long term. It's a place where they have roots, they they can live lives, build family. I love that. And I'm always I'm always very pro single family home ownership if people 
choose that. We're seeing um, government policy being used to try to put people into apartments. That's a whole different discussion. But we, we need to really be planning and responsible for these developments. I have some friends out in Albert County, and they're concerned with this new development regarding their their water wells. And water is such an important issue. And so as these districts come in, the water planning, the traffic planning is super important because there is a property right for the people that already live there with their wells. It's for their wells to possibly go dry because of this. That's not fair. So that's, I know that's a whole nother discussion, but just your quick thought on that. No, and this is where, you know, the decision makers like the county commissioners and, and mayors and councils need to understand they need to must they need to look at the totality of the impact of this development not just is it good for the next two or three years because they need money in their coffers they need new roads they need to look at what is the impact of this over the next 20 to 25 years and you know when it comes to water as you know it is the most precious resource that we must have and even though they claim that they do they have a 300 year study that shows that they have water you know, Kim, I always find it interesting on how people can actually look into the ground hundreds and hundreds of feet and tell people, oh, there's plenty of water down there. And there are wells that are drying up. That's just a reality. Now, is it being caused by the development? I believe it does have some interest, some things to do with that. But people need to know that when you have another 1,000 to 900 homes, it's depleting the water source. And where is all this water and, coming from? Well, and so water management, and we've talked a lot of, about that. I've talked with Greg Walcher, who's an expert in natural resources, and, and it's a whole other complicated issue. But again, <clears throat> it doesn't seem to me like uh, these PBIs are serious about it, because if you can control water, if you can <clears throat> control energy, if you can control food sources, all those different things, then you control the people. And so we have people that are in these powerful positions. Instead of representing the people, I don't think they're making the, the proper decisions on it. So that's why we're having this conversation. Now, Greg, is there anything time sensitive on this that people need to be aware of? You know, there is, Kim. And, uh, you know, uh, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, uh, the county commissioners are opening the public hearing on this specific project. Uh, it's called Independence. And I would encourage people, if you're available, to go to the hearing. But as you know, most county commissioners have the hearings during the day. They're not in the evenings. And so uh, sometimes it's very difficult for people to show up to have their voices heard. And as you know, in public hearings, it's a very unique process. So I would encourage people to be aware of it. Just be aware of what's going on in your community. Be aware of what's going on in your county. Ask questions. Ask all the questions you want to ask because it's important. And I'm gonna tell you, Elbert County is being urbanized. And whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, growth is coming out to uh, to Elbert County. Elizabeth is turning into Parker, but we just need to make sure that we have smart growth. Like you said, Kim, everyone should have a right to own their own home, but we must have smart growth, not unmanaged growth. And I think that's what's happening right now out here in Elbert County. And I just ask people, pay attention because it's going to impact you. Greg Lopez, I greatly appreciate you shedding light on this. I thank you so much. You bet. You take care, Karen. It's a pleasure to be on your show.
Uh, great to have you, and we get to have these important conversations, again, because of great sponsors. Three Points Financial is a fee-only financial planning firm. Great partners of the show. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, Take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3pointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Home ownership, a place to call your own, has created wealth for Coloradans throughout the years. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance understands the importance of home ownership. Karen Levine works tirelessly at the local, county, state, and national levels to protect your property rights. With nearly 30 years' experience as a Colorado realtor, Karen Levine will help you navigate the metro real estate market, whether you're buying your home, selling your home, considering a new build, or exploring investment properties. Call Karen at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516 for answers to all your real estate needs. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. <clears throat> Sign up for our, week, our weekly email newsletter there, and uh, you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. On the line with me is Lauren Fix. She is the car coach, and uh, always love having Lauren Fix on the show. Lauren, welcome. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. First thing, give us an update. What's happening in the auto manufacturing business? Well, there's a lot going on, and I am really happy to hear there's some new technology that came out, and I just want to tell everyone what, that your voice actually worked with Ford Motor Company. They had created some new technology that would allow them to repossess your vehicle if you didn't make your payments. They could lock you out of the vehicle. They could make it so you could turn on the radio. That would certainly increase the frustration level. But people with a you know recession and inflation, they're not able to afford everything. So sometimes they go, well, you know what? I got to hit the lowest hanging fruit and not pay it, which would be my car payment. So repossessions are a whole new high. So Ford thought, well, we'll use our technology to lock people out. A lot of the manufacturers have done that in the past, and also used car lots do that on a regular basis. You buy a used car, you can't afford to pay the guy who's financing you. They can lock you out of the vehicle or make it so it won't start. Well, this was new technology that would have allowed the vehicle to back out of the driveway and be set up for a tow truck or allow the vehicle to drive itself to a repossession lot. So there was a lot of push that, oh, my gosh. Well, I posted, I posted the article. And sure enough, you all got very angry, and I don't blame you. And I'm glad that you spoke up because the stir on the Internet, Ford has decided that this repossession technology will not be implemented. I think it's bad for the brand. I mean, any, probably a lot of brands could do this. 
But you're better off as, as a consumer. If you get a problem, you can't make your payments for whatever reason, whatever reason, fill in the blank. Contact the credit union, the leasing company, the bank, the financer, whoever it is, and say, listen, I, I'm having trouble. They'll work with you. They'd rather have you have that vehicle. They really don't want it back. So the idea is to try and work with them, and that's the smartest thing you can do if you find yourself in that position. Boy, this technology thing is so crazy. I was talking with a friend of mine, and she said, because I've got a lot of miles on my my vehicle, Lauren, but I know every mile that I put on it, I've taken great care of the vehicle. I'm actually having to put some rather major repairs in it right now, but it's it's worth it to me because to go out and replace the new vehicle is it's exorbitant. Um, so, uh, but you said something about 2026, there's going to be all this new technology. And I was talking with a friend of mine, we were comparing our, our miles, and I said, I think we want to buy a new vehicle before 2026, because there's all kinds of goofy stuff that's going to be on those uh, 2026 vehicles. Am I, did I hear you correctly on that? Yeah, and any vehicle that doesn't have automatic <clears throat> software updates, you want to avoid those vehicles as well. And I'll tell you why. So the law that was signed in is Section 24220. And that's on the 2021 infrastructure plan. So if you see the infrastructure bill that passed in 2021, remember they jammed it through trying to get it done. Well, if you look at section 24-220, you'll see there is a kill switch that is built in. So now the new bill will read that if you're a drunk driver, that's how they pass it. Well, if you're a drunk driver, you shouldn't be driving. Absolutely true. 100% no one should disagree with that. But what they also didn't say is how the wording is. And I have the actual wording. It's kind of long, typical legal jargon. But if you take the time to read each word and and process it, it will have the ability for manufacturers by 2026, they, they must track your eyes, which they're already doing. They must check to see if you're under the influence of anything, which you're going to do on the start stop button instead of having you blow into a tube if you're drunk. And it's going to listen in your vehicle. So it's going to be tracking, listening, everything. Basically, it's 1984. So here's the problem with that. And you may say, I don't care. I got anything to hide. I don't drink. I, I would never do that. That's great. But you're also giving them the ability to shut off that vehicle at any time. Maybe they didn't like your social media posts. Maybe they didn't like your radio show, Kim. And they decided, we don't like what she said. We're just going to send a little message to her. And that's how they're planning to do it, by using this system. Now, that all depends who becomes the next president. That all depends on what you do to push back on this. So we know we can push back on some of this technology. We know that there are people like Matt Gates who are aware of it and that are fighting against this. But this privacy, uh, giving up your privacy, you never get it back. So today, your eyes are being tracked. How do you know? Sit in your car in the driver's seat. Take your phone, your smartphone. Take a picture of the gauges right in front of you when the car is running. If you see two little red dots, blue, green, whatever color they are, right there in the middle, either in the gauges or just above the steering wheel, it's tracking your eyes. And the reason it does that is if you're maybe having a conversation, you're falling asleep, you're driving off the road, whatever, you're not paying attention, it'll give you that notification we've all seen. Oh, you might want to pull over and take a rest or get a cup of coffee. We've all seen that. They've been doing that for 10 years. Well, now they want to start listening in the car if they feel you're distracted, you sound disoriented in whatever way. Now, who's making that decision? Not a person. A computer. That's a problem. And on top of that, that debt is being collected by someone. So they said, don't worry, it won't be, it says in the law, 
It will not be con- collected by the federal government. It'll be collected by a third party. Hmm. That doesn't sound good either. Where is that information going? What country, what company were you doing with that data since you're listening and tracking? Are you selling it? There's a lot to dig deeper into this for sure. Oh, my gosh. And data is the new oil on that, Lauren Fix. So um, what what model of car has this uh, tracking now? So currently tracking, you've seen for a long time, Google has the eye tracking. And that, they've always said, you know, the notification. I remember that was the first car I saw. Volvo had it back in a while. You were driving on the highway, maybe having a conversation with someone. You look away to, to look at them while you're driving. It's a glance. You're not staring at them. And you get a notification on the dash. Please pull over and get a cup of coffee. And I thought, did I just see that? You know, I remember the first time. But now you're seeing them on a lot of cars. I've seen it on Hyundai's, Kia's, Ford, uh, GM. Pretty much all the brands are starting to pick up on that because they know they have to put this this data collection in, and the is, and we, this is one question we've auto journalists asked every manufacturer: What are you doing with the data you're collecting? Are you selling it? That's... And their first answer is always: Oh no, we're using it to improve the car. That'd be great if that were true, but we know that a lot of it is being sold to third parties because they're the ones doing the collection. And so, when so, what year model would people need to be aware of that is happening with these different vehicles? Is it different with each vehicle, or is there kind of a year that they say after that many of this, many of the vehicles would have this uh, tracking of the eyes? Yep. All according to the infrastructure bill, and of course, this is so World Economic Forum; it's just scary. All new cars in the United States will be required to install kill switches by twenty twenty six. It is a mandate. And that is part of the infrastructure bill. I said 24-220 is the section if you want to go read it. And if you're a lawyer, you'll read it differently than the rest of us because you're used to that. But allegedly, they used it to try and claim to stop drunk driving. That's a great thing. But that's not what it's being used for. It's being on every car. So one bad apple wrecks the whole bushel, as they used to say. Um, But there's a lot of concerns. I mean, would this lead to government abuse? You know, are, are organizations like the World Economic Forum going to use it to advance their agenda against cars overall? Because they don't want cars on the road at all. I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, is law enforcement going to, you know, send you a bill? I mean, there's a lot of interesting things. It could be used for good. But I just, in my gut, and I'm sure your listeners agree, it's not going to be. It's going to be spyware and open to hackers. Oh, my gosh. I remember years and years ago when I was on city council, I was at a big meeting. And this is this is what's so interesting with uh, I call them PBIs, politicians and bureaucrats and interested parties. There were so many meetings. You couldn't even believe it. I mean, it was you're supposed to be a representative of the people. We got a small stipend on city council. Uh, but I would go in many of these meetings and I realized and I think the stipend was like eight hundred dollars a month. And I'm sitting there and I'm realizing all the people around the table are being paid to push this agenda onto the electeds, if you will. And, and then there's all kinds of luncheons and meetings. And I was at this big luncheon and I, it was during the Obama administration. And I think it was Obama's secretary of transportation presented. And at the time they were talking about self-driving cars and everybody around there was Which just mesmerized. Right. And I, I mean, there was probably 500 people in the room. So I finally, I raised my hand and I said, guys, this, this sounds interesting, but 
having riding around at you know 70 60 70 miles an hour with a computer driving i said my computer sometimes stops working i'm not sure that i would really want to have a self-driving car oh my gosh lauren you could have heard a pin drop <laughs> no one thought of that. It was amazing. There's, there's no common sense in politics at all. No matter where, I mean, I'm on a local uh, board here in my little teeny town because I wanted to at least get some sort of foot in the door. I, I don't want to do politics, but and I've been asked multiple times. But um, but I will tell you that yeah, they, they're completely clueless. I sat through a, a local teeny small town board meeting and explained road diets to them, and they looked at me like I had three heads. They think it's funny. I go, it's not funny. And they said, well, and this is just something that I'll tell you so you can pass this along to your local little towns. So our town has a county road that goes through it, and the county road is a very uh, democratic uh, county. <clears throat> so even though our town is not, it's very as red as it goes. So I said, great. So they had this main road going down the middle that everybody uses to go in and out of the town, to travel through the town, and they're reducing, they reduced it down to a lane on each side and a turn lane in the middle and two bike lanes, which no one ever goes on this road with a bike. And right. three years, I've never seen right. anyone on a bike, but we paid for this. <laughs> and so I, I said to them, I said, here's the road diet and this is what happens. And I explained what I just explained to you on the road. And, I, and they said, well, we have no plan that it's county. I said, but it actually is affecting you. I said, you've had a Republican in office for as long as this town has been established back into the 1700s which is great here's the problem they can't get rid of you so how do they get rid of you you aggravate the citizens you aggravate the people that live in these towns by doing something that the town can't control reducing the road a road diet making it so everybody has to sit in line no one can pass it used to be two lanes each direction making it miserable and every morning you get in your car and every morning you're like oh my gosh slow traffic slow traffic this is ridiculous there's no one in the bike lane thing same thing every day and so what happens when it's time for election some random person shows up who's a democrat who wants to run and guess what they got a better chance of winning when the citizenship is frustrated and that's part of what road diets are all about they say it's to make it greener really it doesn't because when your car is running slower and you're idling and you're waiting for people to turn you're literally just polluting at zero miles to the gallon there is zero benefit to it and no one's using the road the bikes are on so think about this in your town, wherever you live, in your city. When they reduce the lanes from three to two or two to one each way, or make a road one way and frustrate the citizenship, they're not just doing that because they think it's a great thing. They're doing that to change the politics in your town. Oh, my gosh. This is <clears throat> this is absolutely fascinating, Lauren. Uh, and we get to have these conversations because of great sponsors. Roots Medical is another great sponsor of the show. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your healthcare concerns. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. 
Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. I did want to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation, a nonprofit that I have adopted because of the great work that they're doing. Uh, they're uh, raising money for the remodel of the Marine Memorial out at Six and Colfax. And my friends, it's so important to know the stories of those that have been willing to give their lives or given their lives for our liberty, which... Uh, we are in a big battle for our liberty now. It's 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 a battle of ideas that's going on right now. And Lauren Fix is, 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 understands the car coach, the, the importance of freedom of mobility. But you can help out the USMC Memorial Foundation by going to USMCMemorialFoundation.org, and you can make a contribution donation there. Lauren Fix, this assault on our freedom of mobility, uh, of course, it's an assault on cars as well, but there's this um, 15-minute cities, which the iteration of that, I saw that back when I was on city council 2012 to 2016, trying to limit people, putting them in car, or excuse me, in trains and buses and bikes and on your feet. So it limits people's mobility, but this, this kind of this new term is how, is 15 minute cities. And I'm looking at all different uh, articles on it. And this just came out February 26th on CNN, how 15 minute cities turned into an international conspiracy theory. Ah, I think it's because people were, are showing, shedding light on it. A 15 minute city says that you would have all the functions that you needed in life, living, working, supplying, caring, learning, and enjoying within a 15 minute walk or bike ride. What's your thoughts on this, Lauren? Yeah, this is actually not a conspiracy theory. There actually is tons of videos of people from the World Economic Forum and other central planners that are planning this. And the goal of the 15-minute city is obviously to make it so you don't have to leave your area. Everything you need, work, shopping, education, health care, leisure, whatever, is all within a 15-minute walk, a bike ride, or mass transit. In other words, taking your car away. So that is the actual goal. And, and I don't think people realize that if you take a different look at it, these climate crusaders, 
their goal is not to put you in an electric car. They want to take all cars away. They don't want you to do that. It starts off by transitioning you to electric cars that, oh, you can only charge so much. Oh, everything you need is here, so you really don't need a vehicle. That is the transit. That's the stepping stone they're using to get people to go to these 15-minute cities. And believe it or not, and I actually did a segment on that a couple weeks ago, there was a guy um, out of the Saudi Arabia who's planning on trying to build these cities in the desert with high walls and high rises with no crime, they claim. I'm thinking, oh, boy. As soon as you start hearing that, there's always oh boy. crime. But when there's no crime, that's a flag in your head that should be, uh-oh, they want us in prison cells. No crime. 15 minutes. You walk everywhere. You live in a tall building. Starting to sound like China? Okay, everything you need is right there. You can walk your kids to school. Everything's here. You have no reason to leave this city, and the walls are high. That's prison. I'm just saying. Oh, you my gosh. Do that? Go for it. I'm not interested. There's no freedom. You don't need to go anywhere. And they said, if you need a car, you have to ask for permission, and then you can get the, to borrow a car to exit the city. Yeah, I don't think so. I'll pass. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and who decides on who gets a car and who doesn't? I mean, that's that's one of the questions I think people need to start be asking with all of these onerous things. Who decides? Do I get to decide, which is freedom, or does somebody else get to decide, which is tyranny? Um, yeah. So, so ultimately, you know, I've, I was thinking about this, Lauren, as I was thinking about our, our conversation. Big retailers, uh, you would think that like a um, Costco or... <clears throat> You know, Walmart, where people go and they load up the backs of their cars so that they have the supplies for their life so that they can uh, thrive and flourish. I mean, I would think a big retailer on this would say, wait a minute, uh, because there's no way people, Costco is going to flourish if people can only uh, take home what they can walk with or ride their bike with. I mean, Costco, these big retailers, well, it's like going to totally change that. Yeah. Well, it'd be like New York oh. City. If you go to New York City and you go into a store and you buy something at, I don't know, pick a store, and it's too big to carry home. It's crate and barrel. You bought a bed. And I've done that. I used to live in Manhattan. And they will deliver it to you. You go to a store and you buy too much of fill-in-the-blank. Even if it's food, they'll deliver it to you. So they're going to try and get to the point where you walk in, you order what you want, and everything logistically will be delivered to you. That's part of the 15-minute city. You walk to your favorite Costco, as you were saying. You pick out what you want, you carry what you can, and the rest gets delivered to you. That's the plan. That's part of the plan. We'll get you all the toilet paper you need. You can have bottled water if you want until they say that that's unacceptable and you have to use their special filtered water filled with God knows what. I mean, this is the problem. We, we have to start having doubt in all of the promises we're getting from everybody because We've for so long sat on our hands and been complacent, saying, well, they're only in it for our best interest. We all thought that until everything that happened in the last five years. Well, and gosh, I'm just seeing a correlation between then COVID and the lockdowns and all these delivery businesses. Well, of course, yeah. then in Colorado, uh, the the Democrat legislators and governor went ahead and passed a law that says that every delivery that comes to your home, there's an additional 27 cents. So instead, so, they, oh my gosh, I'm just seeing all these correlations. We got about a minute left, Lauren. It goes way too quickly. How do you want to wrap all this up? Well, I, I, if you want to know more and you want to get some different perspective on things, check out my channel on YouTube. It's called Car Coach Report. 
I'm constantly putting up good things, and I'll be posting tonight about how cars are overpriced and that even dealers are agreeing with this. Uh, we unravel the secrets of car rental insurance. We talk about new cars, first looks at new cars. We talk about that Ford repossession. Uh, fires on lithium batteries, really, really important. So if you want to check out my YouTube channel, also post on my Rumble channel, which is The Car Coach Reports. You don't want to use YouTube. And I'm literally on every form of social media. You name it. I'm there at Lauren Fick. And Lauren Fix, we have to continue to have these conversations because freedom of mobility, freedom of the road, freedom for people to go where they want to, when they want to, is really been essential in in our modern life, in our liberty. And it's just being assaulted in so many different ways, Lauren. Yeah, so true. Okay, Lauren Fix, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. We'll talk to you next month. Sounds great. And again, my friends, uh, this freedom of mobility, and they have all kinds of different reasons that they want to do it. But uh, if you're down on, I remember there's like the corner of Clarkson and Colfax. There's a big mural that says that streets are for people. And it shows people on the streets instead of vehicles. And this is just this campaign to, again, try to get people to be out of their cars. And we want to make sure if people... Um, you know, want to ride a bus or a bike or whatever, that that's very fine. But it has to be a free choice, not this coerced choice that we see that is going on right now. Joseph Stalin, we're, we're talking about elections, said this. Joseph Stalin said, it doesn't matter who they vote for. They always vote for us. And so, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned for our number two. The Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. That seems to me like government is establishing a religion. The latest in politics and world affairs. If you give people rights, women's rights, gay rights, whatever, there can't be equal rights if there's special rights. Today's current opinions and ideas. Surveys show that, that people still really prefer freedom versus force. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the second hour of the Kim Munson Show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're your each treasured, valued. You have purpose today. Strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind and your body. My friends, we were made for this moment. And thank you to the team I work with as producer Steve, producer Luke, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Echo and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Tuesday, producer Steve. Yes. Happy Tuesday to you. And uh, we're going to jump right in here. So much going on. Great conversation with both Greg Lopez uh, regarding this uh, special district out in Elbert County. And several of you asked, uh, the meeting is tomorrow. The county commissioner meeting is tomorrow, which will, is Wednesday, the 8th of March. 
yes, I believe Greg is planning on being there. And some of you said it, it wanted to know how to reach him. Uh, if you had questions, uh, you can call him at 303-596-3364. That's 303-596-3364. So hopefully that will help you out there on that. Another thing, um, we'd had a listener wondering uh, what all the gun bills are that have been introduced. House Bill 231219. And what you can do is just put in Colorado when you do your web search, Colorado HB 23 dash one two one nine and that will bring up that that particular piece of legislation then the next one is sb twenty three one six eight so hb is house bill sb is senate bill so house bill twenty three twelve nineteen senate bill twenty three one six eight senate bill twenty three one six nine again tw- uh, senate bill twenty three one six nine senate bill one seven zero that's senate bill one seven zero and then the one from yesterday was house bill 23 and that was 1230 so there that's all that information for you and that's actually an excellent segue into our quote for the day we are seeing this assault on the second amendment with all these different bills uh, down at the colorado state legislature and taking away the the uh, the not a bill the opportunity taking away the right no it's taking away the right of everyday people to have firearms and have that not be infringed upon by government is essential to the American idea. That is why it is in the Second Amendment. And so first and foremost, taking away the right for people to protect themselves and their families from all these bad guys. So, I mean, they're with the open border. We have no idea who's coming across the border. And there's bad guys that are coming across the border and they're coming into our neighborhoods And if they attack your family, the police are just minutes away when you only have seconds. And so all these different uh, firearms bills are infringing upon your right to protect yourself and your family from those bad guys. But the other thing is, and our, our founding fathers understood this, is the right for everyday citizens to be able to have have the right to have firearms and have that not be infringed upon whatsoever is essential if government gets out of control. And Joseph Stalin understood this. He was born in 1878. He died in 1953. He was the Secretary General of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union uh, in 1922 to 1953, Premier of the Soviet State 1941 to 1953, who for a quarter of a century dictatorially ruled the Soviet Union. And he said this, he said, ideas are more powerful than guns. We would not let our enemies have guns. Why should we let them have ideas? So that is why what we do every day in this battle of ideas to help you uh, get your brain around this is so important because ideas are even more powerful than guns. But we must make sure that we have the right to firearms so that we have the freedom of speech to talk about our ideas and freedom of thought to think about them, Steve. What a great segue. Did you did you realize you were going to do a, such a great segue to what I was thinking? No, I didn't. Well, as we were waiting to start the hour, did you hear USA Radio News? Slowly and probably reluctantly, the U.S. government is, is realizing what harm TikTok can do. Now, TikTok is kind of like a social media that's based and hosted in, where of all places, China. And, China. They're, and they're they're harvesting all kinds of data. They're you know image obviously images are being uh, 
tucked away and archived, but even voice prints are being tucked away and archived. So the U.S. government is now, you know, again, slowly, reluctantly realizing, okay, we need to deal with this. And they're urging everyone to get the uh, application off of their um, handheld devices and, and everything else. And the TikTok people are saying, wait a minute, you're infringing on freedom of speech. Now, can you really tell me that there's somebody in China who gives a flip about freedom of speech in the U.S.? Well, and that is why freedom of speech, freedom of religion, uh, those things can be they can be used for evil or they can be used for good. But the fact that we have seen the cultural Marxists, socialists, communists have used our Bill of Rights against us. And that's the problem. That's the challenge with liberty is when liberty gets in the hands of the bad guys, bad things happen. So we'll continue this conversation. It's a very important one. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, several things. The text line, first of all, is 720-605-0647. And uh, uh, oh, the conversation with Lauren Fix regarding our freedom of mobility uh, Mark, our listener, said, you don't need a car if you have Amazon. So we can see how all these things are trying to move us away from uh, our freedom of mobility. And that is why we uh, have these important conversations about this. I did want to mention a couple of other things running down here through the, the headlines. Uh, first of all, in Paonia, there is going to be the first ever satanic after school um, club for a beginning for kindergartens, kindergartners, which is very hard to believe. And this is a freedom of religion, freedom of speech. This is being mobilized um, to push uh, a satanic agenda. And first and foremost, people must not send their children to this. They must not partake um, because... Um, and so this was from the Denver Post. It says, After School Satan Club launching First Colorado Chapter, but organizer promises we are not devil worshipers. Uh, what's the great deceiver, Steve? I mean, does not the headline uh, just explain it right there? Satan After School Club, but we're not devil worshipers. You, you can't have both. It's double speak. Absolutely. And, you know, again, they, they put... They'll put these responses out there that people thinking people have mush brains and won't be able to figure it out or see through it. It's just crazy. Well, and it goes on in the, the piece. It says it doesn't proselytize or teach kids about Satanism. Everett said in June, Everett is the Colorado Springs ordained satanic temple minister. Instead, the after school Satan club is focused on community service projects, science activities and arts and crafts. Well, you wonder what on earth uh, that's all going to be based on. I mean, it's even like the, the transgender agenda as well. And then this is another thing that is uh, I was very dismayed to see this. This is from the Col uh, Colorado Poly Politics. It said the Colorado Supreme Court on Monday rejected a reading of state law that would enable some of the Colorado State Board of Education's decisions on charter school applications to be challenged in court, finding instead that the law renders all decisions final, uh, final and unappealable. Um, boy, that is uh, that's that's a little scary as well. That uh, who's going to have that final word? And so I'm very dismayed about that, Producer Steve, as well. Oh, I'm sorry. I was talking to your next guest. No problem. No problem <laughs> on that. Uh, <laughs> um, I, let's see. I want 
the, I'm, I'm very excited. I can't wait to talk with Corinne uh, Murdoch about this, uh, this amazing work that she has done regarding researching, connecting the dots. Uh, in Arizona elections. I'm concerned that they may be using the same blueprint that happened here in Colorado. So we'll be talking with her in this uh, second and third segment. She is our featured guest. We get to have these conversations because of great sponsors. And the Roger Mangan State Farm Insurance Team creates personalized insurance plans to cover all your needs from protection for your cars to your home, condo, boat, motorcycle, business, and renter's coverage. Contact the Roger Mangan Team at 303-795-8855 for a complimentary appointment like a good neighbor, Roger Mangan's team is there. I can't believe I just scratched that car. Find my insurance card. Dude, what do you have in this glove box? Ew, are these socks dirty? Oh, forget about the socks. I need my insurance card. Just pull it up on the State Farm mobile app. But I can do that? Oh, hey, I can do that. Yep, it's called service. I can file a claim on here, too? Yeah, it's it's called service. Whoa, I can call my agent, too? It's called service. Stay up to date on issues in public health and science by signing up and reading Dr. James Lyons-Weiler's latest articles at Popular Rationalism on Substack. Find more information about Popular Rationalism at KimMunson.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of the sponsors of The Kim Munson Show, but you can't remember their phone contact or website information. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. I am thrilled to have on the line with me Corinne Murdoch. She's a reporter at the Arizona Free News. And I have a good friend that lives down in Arizona and she sent uh, a couple of different links to pieces that Corinne has published. And the first was the left secret infrastructure to flip Arizona blue. And I thought I'd really love to get Corinne on. And I'm thrilled to have Corinne Murdoch on the line. Corinne, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me, Kim. Uh, the detail that you have done on these articles is so important. Where can people find all of your uh, your deep dive on all of these different uh, issues, Corinne? That is a great question. You can go to our website, azfreenews.com. We also are on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, and we're just mainly an online group. I mean, it, it helps get the word out faster, and we also have a mailing list, so you can stay up-to-date to our um, latest report and research. Okay. Well, this piece that you've done, the left secret infrastructure to fill Arizona, to flip Arizona blue, uh, what prompted you to write this article? Right. We began doing the research on this late last summer. We began noticing, and we've been noticing this for, for some years now, but we really turned our attention um, in this, this midterm election on pop-up entities and all these initiatives that had started um, cropping up ahead of the midterm elections. And we really began leaning in hard um, in the last few months because we noticed that they, they kicked up uh, another notch as October drew near, which, as you know, is a big month in elections. Um, so that, that's what really inspired us to look into it. We wanted to know who is, who is having this impact on voters' 
voters thinking, who's knocking all these doors, and, and who's controlling the narrative on TVs and airways. Um, so that, that was what inspired us to write this article. Is our whole research team, I have to give it to our editors and everything as well, too. They, they were the ones on the back end that really helped make this happen. They put in a lot of hours, especially on weekends. So it's taken a long time for you to do this research. It was a team to connect all these dots then, correct? Yes. a pretty. I mean, we're a pretty small team. It's I say a team pretty loosely. We're like maybe three or four people. You know, we're, we're putting in our hours. <laughs> I, 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 I get that. <laughs> I, I get that because I have that same kind of team, and it is amazing, you know, when everybody's working so hard, how much information you can connect. But it's it's not typically just an eight-hour-a-day job to, make, to, to do all this kind of research, Corinne, but it's pretty fascinating. And uh, who have you determined are the big players in this infrastructure of the left? We focus mostly on big players in Arizona elections, but I do think it's safe to say that they're impacting um, in other states, like like in your state. Um, you have the Arabelle Advisors, Tides Foundation, George Soros, Tom Steyer, and Michael Bloomberg. Those are the main ones that they tend to lead back to, although you'll have millionaires and, and billionaires that ultimately their their funding goes down to a select few groups in each state um but those are the main ones every single time it it leads back to them so what do they do exactly how do they influence this these elections right so i mean they 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 provide the funding for everything and i you know you, you may you might know this maybe your maybe your listeners are kind of keen on this but when they give this money out to these groups, there's not necessarily a required transparency. So we don't know that if this money comes with um, some strings attached um, or necessarily what the directives are in the marching orders on this on this funding. But you know, money money really is power in a lot of these things. It it can buy you a lot of airtime. It can buy you the boots on the ground, and it can buy you the best and the best when it comes to writing some information to, to sway voters on issues, especially um, ballot initiatives that can alter constitutions. Um, so that that's what it comes down to. They'll feed it into their main funds, like Arabella Advisors has um, five uh, major funds that, that spread out nationally. And then those will filter down to more local state um, nonprofits. And then those filter down to I call them pop-up nonprofits because they usually crop up around election season, and some of them only last for one election season. Um, and ties is the same way. Um, Soros the same way. Sire they all feed down and through a chain of um, nonprofits, either five hundred one c threes or five hundred one c fours. And the other thing that's interesting, because here in Colorado, we had a Republican candidate for Secretary of State that sits on the board of the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which is a, a, a Democrat, left-leaning uh, organization, a 501c3, I think, that Mark Zuckerberg gave close to $400 million to in the last election cycle. So it's crazy, oh, first of all, that a Republican would, yeah, the Zuck bucks. But as I was thinking about it, Corinne, I'm like, wait a minute, these billionaires, and you know, many times they're talking about everybody pay their fair share on taxes. These billionaires have figured out a way to get a tax write-off to give to these 
nonprofits, if you will, non-governmental organizations, they get a tax write-off to then affect elections. I mean, it's pretty smart in a diabolical way. It is really interesting you say that because that's actually the the focal point of one of our ongoing series we just launched this spring, looking into um, you know the incentive to give to these nonprofits that they are tax write off, but how they really do influence elections and looking at how 501c3s either toe the line or outright engage in political activity with sister organizations of 501c4 and. That's a whole convoluted, um, you know, we've been looking into the, the tax law on, on everything, but these groups really do have a lot of sway because of the, the funding that these millionaires and billionaires give them. But yet, and they're getting tax write-offs to do mm-hmm. it. It's it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to have people go to uh, azfreenews.com. And the uh, left's secretive infrastructure to flip Arizona blue is the piece. And this was published back in October of 2022. But you have have created just a real visual on how all these different big organizations are connected. And I think that would be a great spot for people to start to get the visual of how convoluted this is. I think they all know what they're doing, but it is complicated to connect all those dots, Corinne. It is. It, it was interesting um, that you pointed out to uh, someone like Merle Chambers because I will say have, where these people choose to spend their money can tell you a lot about where they're confident their money will make an impact. And she was like one of the few um, to influence in this what I call like a, a pop-up um, political action committee that cropped up for a specific purpose at a specific time and has wholly just disappeared after the 2022 election, right? Um, these groups, if you look at our, our diagrams that we have, they have a specific purpose about where their money goes, much, most of their money goes to, and the flow is consistent. It's not just one-time funds. Like This is reflecting a pattern of how these funds consistently have operated. Um, so. I haven't looked into Colorado or anything, but um, that that can give you an idea of probably likely how other states play out. Every single nonprofit and PAC has a purpose. Okay. And you know what? I misspoke in the first hour. I remembered the name Merle Chambers, and I was thinking that she... I, I remember back in the 90s, she, it was a very influential name in Colorado. And I was thinking it was development, but I'm looking at it, and she actually was involved, it looks like, in the oil and gas exploration, had an independent oil and gas exploration production company, which one would think that she would not be pushing uh, agendas and people that are trying to shut down now the fossil fuel industry. But as I was reading your piece, I saw her name in there and I thought, oh my gosh, I remember that name here in Colorado. Can you elaborate any more about her that you you know? Yeah, um, she chose to donate more money into this little ghost of a, of a political action committee that had just disappeared as suddenly as suddenly that appeared after this past election. Um, and she gave this little pack more like more than double the funding that she than she gave the Arizona Democratic Party. Um, which right, that should tell you a lot. Where where like these people are smart. They know where to put their investments and in that's gonna make an impact. Why would somebody do that? How does she know 
to find this PAC? Who is telling her to find this political action committee? Um, and yes, and you're, you're, on another point, you're, you're right. It is interesting. She's in oil and gas. Um, is it interesting how uh, political um, ideologies can change over time or, you know, perhaps because she uh, inherited it, she was um, not wanting to further the oil and gas industry after her generation. Um, but that's mm-hmm. in a whole other story and aside. But yes, she knows where to put her money. And I think it's interesting that she found this political action committee in Arizona, this little little thing, and it was pumping out millions. Uh, how that happened. So, and, yeah. Okay. So I, and again, I'm just looking at her website. It says that she was inspired mm-hmm. by and followed in the footsteps of her father, Jerry Chambers, who was a, a successful executive in the transportation and oil and gas industries. I mean, I just, it's, <laughs> but we, you know what? We've seen that, Corinne. We have seen uh, different, uh, actually, there's another very influential. Uh, organization out here in Colorado. It's called the Gary Investment Group or the Gary Foundation. And they mm-hmm. have been funding and pushing very left leaning, uh, initiatives and candidates here in Colorado. And in fact, we've got then a big Republican consultant operative that has been paid millions of dollars to put those initiatives and push those in- initiatives on the ballot. And so I just um, have written an essay recently connecting those dots between those Republican consultant operatives and then basically what we've seen out here in Colorado, Corinne, is that we have these Republican operatives that are colluding with radical activist Democrats on these initiatives. And so that, but they're milking, these consultants are milking our donors. The consultants are padding their pockets and then we're losing elections out here in Colorado. Uh, your comment and your thoughts on that. They know that where well, they know where the money's at. Um, and as cynical, cynical as it may sound, um, not everybody falls in line, you know, with, with what they say their um, principles are. You know, they, they may say they have certain principles, but for them, perhaps the money is the bigger draw. Because even in Arizona, the, the greater the greater bulk of dark money comes from the left. Um, that's just that's just a fact. And the, great, the greater funding, really, a lot of the times comes from the left. So it doesn't surprise me at all that you tell me that that's the case up there in, in Colorado, because it's it's more lucrative for these for these individuals to get involved in that game um and then also be able to play to a new new base of people that are uh a gop but there's no but market Corinne, there's a what, market for them that may be true but while that's happening colorado is in big big trouble uh i i used to love I mean I moved to Colorado I loved Colorado I loved Denver I I just loved I loved it all now there is this oppressive feel to it um people don't want to go down into downtown Denver because of the crime it's dirty Mm -hmm. and so these people that have been selling us out are actually I, I mean Colorado's in big big trouble and it seems that wherever you have these radical activist Democrats take over cities and states, I, 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 I find it very difficult to believe that people are voting for, for this. Um, I, I think that there is legal. I know we have legal election manipulation here in Colorado with all of these mail-in ballots and not cleaning up voter rolls. We have all kinds of challenges on that. But... My concern is, is this is destroying our beautiful cities and our beautiful states, Corinne. 
Yeah, um, I mean, you can take a look at Phoenix. That was another. That's another investigative piece we've been doing. We just came out with it um, on that homeless crisis, and it's gotten so so bad that um, they started nicknaming these areas that where the homeless the homeless have been congregated and um, the lack of oversight. Um, so we've been looking into that. Yeah, the, the fruits of, of these efforts often just wholly destroy communities. Um, but if I could give you and your listeners some hope, you know, you can look to Virginia. It, there does come a point where where th- people can say enough. Um, and w- you saw that um, in the last few elections, how things have started flipping for Virginia, when uh, the biggest base of, of people is uh, the suburban women voters. Um, and they came out in huge numbers for Virginia and flipped it um, and began turning back the tide. So if that's, if that's some comfort and hope, because I know it can, it can seem bleak, but um, it, it just takes enough time for, for everyday people to want to get involved. That's really what it comes right. down and, to. Well, and I think being informed is, is important. And so this, these pieces that you're doing, Corinne, are super impressive, the deep dive that you're doing on this. And people can find this at AZ, let's see, I had it, what is it, aznews.com? azfreenews.com. It's, it's free news. we don't make you pay, go behind a paywall. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, that's nice too. So azfreenews.com. And we get to have these important conversations. And we'll continue with Corinne Murdoch here in just a moment. But uh, one of the reasons is because of great sponsors. Karen Levine is a REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor. And with this crazy real estate market, so please, she's our sponsor. Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has nearly 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. As a director with the National Association of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Karen Levine believes in homeownership. Because of Karen's love of dogs, Karen volunteers regularly with GRRR, Golden Retriever Rescue of the Rockies, helping Golden Retrievers find their forever homes. Call Karen Levine to help you buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516. That's 303-877-7516. Three Points Financial, a comprehensive fee-only financial and tax-focused company, considers all the pieces of a client's financial life. There are no sales or commissions involved, and all advice is fiduciary, putting the client first. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz, co-owners of Three Points Financial, take time to work with you regarding decisions that affect your financial present and future. Whatever is happening in our world and with our economy, you have financial goals that matter. And Three Points Financial offers personal, real-time plans for savings, retirement, investments, and taxes, both tax efficiency and preparation. There is no better time than now to focus on your financial situation. If you are interested in learning more, contact 3pointsfinancial.com to schedule a no-obligation introductory call. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly email newsletter, and you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice on an independent station. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Before we continue the conversation with Corinne Murdoch and this very impressive work that she is doing at uh 
uh, azfreenews.com. I wanted to mention the USMC Memorial Foundation uh, out at Six and Colfax here in, uh, right here in Colorado. And it was dedicated in 1977, and it is time for a facelift, for a remodel. And Paula Sarles, who is the president of the USMC Memorial Foundation, is a, a Gold Star wife, a Marine veteran, and she and her team are doing amazing things to raise the money to um, to do this remodel. And you can help them by going to usmcmemorialfoundation.org to uh, make a donation or uh, you can also buy a brick uh, for one of the walkways of service that they will have, uh, which will note your loved one's uh, great military service. And it's a great gift for Mother's Day, Father's Day, or, of course, to honor your own military service as well. And you can do that at USMCMemorialFoundation.org. Uh, I have on the line with me Corinne Murdoch. She is a reporter with the AZFreeNews.com. I'd highly recommend that you check this out. It's ex- it's extensive. The left seek the left's secret infrastructure to flip Arizona blue. And Corinne Murdoch, as I was reading your piece, I'm looking at a lot of the things that are happening here in Colorado, and I see that they're trying to use that same playbook in Arizona. And um, there had been, and I was actually down in Phoenix back in August, and I had seen uh, some information about uh, Arizonian or Arizonans for free and fair elections. And that that was defeatist. Is that right? It was a ballot question. What happened with that? Yes. So what happened there is it got very close to being actually on the ballot, but a group um, had challenged the legality of the signatures and their approach to uh, signature gathering. Um, and they, they went into this huge court battle going back and forth between the Supreme Court and the trial court Um it actually ended up invalidating just enough signatures to pull it off the ballot, but it came that close to being on the ballot. Oh, curious, curious. So, Corinne, I'll just mention something. We've got got uh, we in Colorado. We have two ways that uh, um, a candidate can get onto the ballot. One is through its caucus assembly process. The other is via. Um, a, a signature petition gathering, signature gathering. And the Republican operative consultants that I have alluded to in the last segment are working to try to limit it so that the only way a candidate could get onto the ballot is via the petitioning system. And I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that puts the total control of which Republican candidates are on the ballot within the Secretary of State, which we have a a very radical Democrat Secretary of State. Uh, The Secretary of State would validate, say which signatures are valid and which are not. And that puts the Democrats totally in control of which Republicans make the the ballot. I find that to be madness, Corinne. What do you think? That that sounds like um, if you control control who's in, you know, you're basically you're basically safe, and there's no accountability there uh, on for you. <laughs> so it, it's smart, and it, me being cynical again, it's smart. <laughs> well, and so the grassroots is. Uh, uh, very concerned about it. We've got a big election for the Colorado CGOP chair this next Saturday, so uh, we'll find out about that. I uh, I asked Steve if it was okay to ask you this because you sounded more on the young side to me than uh, you know a seasoned person that's been out 
out you know in the world for a long 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 time and you are young and how is it that you because so many times people look at youth and they say oh my gosh they've been indoctrinated there's so many big problems and here you are a young person that's writing these extensively exhaustive research pieces tell us a little bit about your story well, um, and I and I hope I hope this doesn't come as an offense to your to your listeners, but it is it is what has brought me here. Um, I am an unabashed Christian, um, a, new, a newer Christian too. So I, I wasn't didn't come to to my faith until um, just just as college was ending, and I can thank my my now husband for that. Um, so that that's where it came from, and that passion that reading the word inspired me to get to get involved and to to seek truth and to and to present truth and be a champion for for the truth and try to try to help you know my community by by presenting in the best way possible and doing that good work and that's what i wake up every morning like excited literally excited to, to do my job um i i love love the work that i do because i feel i'm, I'm being helpful and and doing and doing this good work um so that that's what that's what inspires me to do you know what i'm doing and why i got into what i'm doing um and i could i could go all night for i I mean if i didn't have to sleep i would be doing this work it's that inspiring and i think that passion (laughs) is what carries me through even in the dark even with losses in elections you know my personal end or anything um i i do have that hope that carries me through so well, and I would, uh, that is the reason that we do this show as well, is to shed truth and light on, on what is happening there. Because a little bit of truth, a little, a little bit of light goes a long, long way. And like you, um, put in a lot, a lot of hours on this because it's a, a calling that's, that's on my heart as well, because I too am a Christian. So I, I do appreciate that. Let's talk just a little bit about some of the other pieces that you have written because you're doing a very exhaustive search on this. So tell us a, a, about some of the other pieces that will, um, uh, complement this, this initial piece that you've done. Right. Um, if, if people are interested for more of this um, red meat material, they can look up uh, the left's manipulation of the tax code is having a big impact on Arizona elections. Um, and that is our most recent series that we relaunched out uh, last month. And we were looking more into the 501c3, 501c4 sister nonprofit relationship. And as your readers look into that, they'll we'll walk we'll walk through what that means um, because we had to do a lot of research on our end too, and I think that might be enlightening for them as well. Um, and if they're interested in more of the social issues, of course, we're looking into the homeless crisis. Interesting, super interesting. And Corinne, I really think that we talk about these 501c3s. We can connect mm-hmm. this dot all the way back to the progressive. It was passed during the progressive period under Woodrow Wilson, and that was the income tax. And so the income tax is put into place, uh, but yet then uh, there there was something that was carved out for charities that were doing great work, such as, you know, hospital. I mean, we had many different religious organizations that were hospitals taking care of children, or orphanages, those kinds of things. And then it got carved mm-hmm. out as a 501c3 of course, Lyndon Johnson used uh, the 501c3, the, the threat of use, losing an, um, 
uh, income tax de- deduction if they donated to that uh, a church to try to quiet pastors. And then it's morphed into these big 501c3s that are a far cry from orphanages and hospitals that helped people to pushing these political agendas. And I think it all stems back to the income tax. What do, what do you think about that? Um, I do think you're right. It's a, it's a tool that um, was once used for good, right? And, and that's like with any, any tool can be, now it's been mis, totally misappropriated. We dove into that. I, I joked in the article, um, you know, that old Benjamin Franklin saying, in this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes. And we laughed about it because it's, it's true unless you're a, a politicized nonprofit that's claiming you're not political. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, true. So, yeah, so uh, they they have they have become very crafty in, in figuring out how to take advantage of the tax code for themselves. Um, so I so I mean you're not off the mark there. It just takes about research and and bringing some challenge to that. Okay. And we really do. We need to get this turned around. And the way to do that is to shed light on it. Corinne Murdoch, this has been absolutely fascinating. They can find you at azfreenews.com, azfreenews.com. And uh, stay in touch because we want to see what's happening there because I think Arizona and Colorado are very, um, very connected on this, this whole infrastructure. So thank you for your great work. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and best of luck down there. Okay, thank you. And again, these important conversations come to you because of great sponsors. Lauren Levy is an expert in the mortgage arena. He can help you with a reverse mortgage, which many people are utilizing during this high inflationary time. And uh, so appreciate his sponsorship. Inflation is rocking our boats, especially for individuals on fixed incomes. If you are 62 years or older, mortgage specialist with Polygon Financial Group, Lauren Levy, can help you navigate this inflation squeeze with a reverse mortgage. Additionally, if you are considering buying a new home, refinancing your existing home, or consolidating high interest debt, it's not too late to lock in an interest rate before interest rates increase again. Don't wait. Kim Munson recommends you call Lauren Levy today at 303-880-8881 for a no-cost consultation. That's Lauren Levy at 303-880-8881. Every family needs a healthcare team that has your child's best interest as the priority, and Roots Medical is proud to offer exactly that. At Roots Medical, we strive to empower and educate both parent and child about the importance of gut health, how to implement healthy changes in the home, and of course, all of the benefits that come with a fully optimized immune system. Same day and sickness appointments are available and easy to schedule. For more information, visit rootsmedical.net. That's R-O-O-T-S medical.net. Roots Medical, getting to the root of your health care concerns. Finding a firearm or training course can be intimidating for anyone, especially when you're new at it. Franktown has everything you need to get started or to improve with a firearm. Franktown is a family-friendly gun store and are invested in the success of their customers, no matter what your age, gender, or experience level is. Franktown sells firearms and ammo at or below MSRP, has an indoor range on site, and offers tactical and safety training. Franktown Firearms is always a safe and easygoing environment environment for all customers. Come to Franktown for a comfortable, no-pressure experience when shopping or learning about your firearm with approachable experts dedicated to your development as the owner of a firearm. Franktown Firearms has everything you need to get started and or to improve on any background experience. 
Visit klzradio.com slash franktown to schedule your firearms training today. Or find more information at franktownfirearms.com. Franktown Firearms, where friends are made. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for a weekly email newsletter. And you can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Thank you to all of you who support us. We're an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. Uh, it's text line is 720-605-0647, 720-605-0647. I have... I have a mar- amazing uh, listeners uh, texting in here, and we've got Marianne in Wheatland on the line. Marianne, what's on your radar? Well, my is on my radar is we have an interesting man by the name of Lance Reed Rosenthal here in Wyoming. He has a program on KGAB, which is six fifty every Saturday morning between eight and nine. He is uh, he's an author. He has his own ranch, and he was telling things about the elections through the United States. They are. It's the uh, cartels that are bringing in the money. The cartels. Why not? And, and it's, been, it's hit Arizona, Nevada, Iowa, Indiana, Pennsylvania, and they're buying off people because they've got m- so much money that they're buying off judges and they're buying off anybody who's running. It, it is just, it's bigger than you would even think. Wow. Coming at us at all different ways. Uh, Marianne in Wheatland, thank you so much. Uh, I, I, I hadn't really thought about that component, but certainly, uh, I mean, there's the, the problem here in Colorado is, or one of the problems, is all of these mail-in ballots that are flying all over the state. So there's those ballots out there. What happens to those ballots? We need to make sure that we are cleaning up these voter rolls. We need to be ringing be bringing transparency to the ballot process and that's why this state GOP uh, race here in Colorado on that the election is this Saturday is so important so Marianne and Wheatland thank you so much Alan in Lakewood what's on your radar uh, short question but probably a long answer so we'll have to figure it out how do we find out what and how Arizona has done what they're doing and to duplicate it here? Uh, you know, Alan, that's an excellent question. I I actually think, and I've not done the research on it, but I actually think that it has been occurring here and that they are trying to replicate it in Arizona. Uh, but the the information, or the, the deep dive that Corinne has done on this is so good. But... I remember, I mean, the fact that Merle Chambers' name was in Arizona, and I remember that name from the, from the 90s. And, you know, it was, it was the early 90s that we started to see things really start to change. I think Colorado was at the, t- at the tip of the spear, Alan, and I know that they, they call it the blueprint, and that was, let's see, Jared yes. Polis and Pat Stryker and Tim Gill and Rhett Bridges. Right. But, who was really put those four together, I'd done some research on that, was Al Yates, who was the former, whatever the name is, chancellor at, at CSU. And CSU was taking a much further uh, move to the left than even what CU Boulder had. And so this has been a long time in coming. So I think that they're trying to replicate it in Arizona because they've been successful here, Alan. Yeah, we 
but we need to know what Arizona has done that we have not done, <laughs> consistently not done, to get into the mess that we're in. The the fight back in Arizona is monumental and largely successful. It looks like it's going to go all the way to the Supreme Court. Maybe it's the people that we need that uh, have the guts to fight like that. Oh, well, that's a great segue into my essay that I did on the Republican operative uh, uh, consultants. And so people can find that at my website because these people have been milking our donors. They have been padding their pockets and we have been losing elections. Alan and Lakewood uh, will continue the conversation. Thank you so much, Johnny and Denver. What's on your radar? Well, the one foundation in Denver that um, they um, donate to political places is called Rose Foundation. And I only know that because I write a lot of grants to fund my my nonprofit. And I, I looked at the website and I said, oh, okay, they're looking for people to get people involved politically. And they'll only donate to nonprofits that do things politically. So I, I know how to craft to a conservative foundation oh i didn't so that's uh, that's that's interesting that they would only want to be involved in well of course you you take a look at what corinne put together there's all these foundations that do are pushing these agendas so okay uh interesting continue on yeah then the next thing um consider this whole thing i we were at uh, me and my wife we were at mcdonald's yesterday and it was this guy behind us acting like he was crazy you know he was throwing trash out of the, the, the the binge and the lady came over she says i want you to leave now and he acted like you know he's crazy he couldn't understand then she got on the phone and started calling the police then even though he was acting like he was crazy he understood that once the police got there he can act as crazy as one but something will happen further than what she was saying and then he got up and he left and sometimes i wonder i mean i know some of them are mentally challenged but some of them i think put on a a game and they do understand when push comes to show Um, well and yeah you alluded to it there there is the tragedy of those mentally ill on the streets there's nothing compassionate about having people that are mentally ill out on the streets alone and then having all of this money that's being thrown at the problem where your PBIs are just getting rich on that. And so there's nothing compassionate about that. But also to your point, I remember years ago, Johnny, um, through my church, we had gone to one of the, oh, it was at Christmas time, you know, where the soup kitchens, I guess it was. And I was working in the area as a volunteer where um, men could come in and they could choose warm boots uh, for uh, um, because it was cold. And so I was helping with that. And as I was listening to them talk, I realized that there is also a community, though, and where one of them said, you know, the food bank out in I'm going to just say Golden. The food bank out in, or the, excuse me, the soup kitchen out in, in Golden, they have great chili on Tuesday. And they go, and I realized there's actually a, a real community there as well regarding, oh, yeah. and this was years ago, but there is a real community yeah. on that. And these are people that they're smart. They, and if you pay people not to work or if you pay people to, you know, continue for this homelessness industrial complex, we're going to get more of it, Johnny. 
Yeah, and the one last thing about uh, Hickenlooper saying that he's going to end homelessness, uh, there's a, a movie out on YouTube called Denver in Decay, where he says that he didn't really mean that. That was just a slogan that sounded good. And so he's actually saying that, you know, that he didn't really mean that, but, you know, it was just something that sounded good, and he went forward with it. Yeah, it's almost like silver-tongued politicians, and we do have them on both sides of the aisle, but the radical activists left are very good at trying to figure out what people want to hear and then telling them that, but then doing the opposite. And that is why Colorado and Denver, the the state and city that I love, is in such trouble right now, Johnny. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. I just... Just wanted to, um, oh, this first, this just came in. I am encouraged that Corinne is a Christian. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Thanks to Corinne, uh, and just a thank you to our listener that, that sent that. I, I agree. And a little bit of light goes a long, long way. Um, next question. Curious, how did the country function prior to income tax being put into place? Government needs to be about a quarter the size it is now. Will that ever happen? Well, I think it will happen. It's either going to happen by force because uh, we're going to spend ourselves into oblivion, and that's not going to be great. Or we're going to have to have uh, start to uh, have citizens understand that we need to shrink government. Government was always supposed to be limited, and that is why we had the U.S. Constitution. Another question. Um, oh, let's see says COVID trained people to order online and have things delivered. It is interesting though, that we still see new gas stations going in. That is curious. And that is hopeful. Uh, then regarding Lauren fix on the, uh, being able to recognize the movement of your eyes in your vehicle. This listener says, wear sunglasses and a mask and turn up the Kim uh, Kim Munson show when you drive. I love that, although there's a movement to try to get AM radio uh, signals out of new cars. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Okay, this is, what is the name of the satanic club that is going on after school? Steve, do you have that right there in front of you? I don't have that. Okay, if you'll get that, because I've got things teed up here for the end of the show, and if I start moving around on this uh, computer, I'm going to miss that comp- a particular point. But So the question, and I, I'm asking you, and I want to hear from you, do we limit whether or not that club could be after school, or do we shed light on it? And then do we use the fact that they the school is promoting that religious club to then promote Christian clubs as well? I think that that may be the answer, but I would like you to know like to know what you all have to say about that as well. So, Steve, did you get the, that yet? The most common thing that pops up is this: the Satanic Temple. Okay. So, okay, we'll we'll check that out. But we're going to continue to shed light on that. And a little bit of light goes a long way. Um, and so it is so important. And I, I had a listener that really said we have to, to speak about this issue. And I greatly appreciate that. My friends, it's been jam-packed. We've got another great show planned for you tomorrow. Um, but the quote for the end of the show is Joseph Stalin. He said, it doesn't matter who they vote for. They always vote for us. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.